When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Inside Leverage, your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating All right, Finn fans, welcome back to Miami Dolphins Inside Leverage. Today, we are joined with Antoine Staley from the New York Daily News. Antoine, welcome to the show. Uh, good to be with you. How, how y'all doing? Uh, we're doing all right. Thank you for stopping by, my brother. Yeah, no problem. Uh, well, you know, before we get started, why don't you give us uh, a little rundown for our listeners to tell you what, uh, you know, how you came to to be uh, uh, an NFL Jets beat writer. Well, I, I covered the Dolphins for years. Like I was covered, the, I covered the Dolphins from 2012 to 2019. So that was my first NFL job coming out of college, basically. And then I've covered all different types of sports. I was I lived in Fort, lived in South Florida for ten years. So covered the Florida Panthers, Miami Hurricanes, did some Marlin stuff, um, basically everything but the Miami Heat. So yeah, basically went to the school for journalism, got a job. Um, you know, right out of school, basically, you know, plus my internship and, you know, just, you know, been grinding since. How do I put this lightly? Uh, what? Just to say it. That's why I just tell no, people. No, you know, I, I'm just, just trying it. to, I'm trying to put this, uh, what's, what's your view, uh, I guess a, a preview of what, what to expect on Friday between these two teams? <laughs> uh, depends on your perspective. <laughs> I guess if you're a Dolphin fan, it might be um, a really good day for you. If you're a Jets fan, it might not be such a good day for you. It might be a lot of pain. Uh, I mean, you're facing a Dolphins team that could put up a lot of different point, a lot of the, a lot of points. I mean, I know they're facing the Jets defense that's sneaky good. Obviously, they know they understand how good the Jets defense is. It's gonna, that's what's going to keep them in the game. I think initially. I mean, we say the Jets are the only team that beat the Eagles, so it's not like they can't go out there and at least you know put up a solid performance, but. You know, in this league and everybody else knows, like, you got to be able to score points. And that's something that the Jets haven't been able to do this year. They only have nine touchdowns through 10 games, which is crazy because the Dolphins scored 10 against the Broncos uh, in week three. So, yeah, I mean, that shows you just how inept the Jets offense has been. They only scored 15 points a game, made the, you know, they switched to Tim Boyle this week. And uh, they hope it can get somewhat of a jump start at their offense. But, 
I, I tell you what, like they're gonna have to score more than you know 15 points to beat the Dolphins. I mean, I think you at least have to put up 20, especially even if your defense is really good, like the Jets is. In in your opinion, do you, speaking that you think you're gonna have to at least put up 20, do you think that that offense now being that uh, Boyle's been named the uh, the starting quarterback, do you think that they'll be able to do that? That being the fact, obviously one factor, and the other factor, the Dolphins' defense has really been playing well lately. They're actually, you know, it's finally they are, they are, you know, everything's ca- catching up to speed and all that. So, do you think that's? I guess a, I wouldn't even want to say to be rude, but is that a possibility? You think? I mean, anything is possible in the NFL. So, yeah, could they? Yeah, possibly. Uh, am I expecting it? Probably not. I mean, but you know, they just do have some playmakers offensively. They always have Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, who uh, could potentially be game breakers there, but. You know, as you alluded to, I think the Dolphins' defense is starting to come into his own. Jalen Ramsey's playing really well. I feel like that was the catalyst of their win against the Raiders, to be honest with you. I don't think the offense played particularly very well. But, you know, they were able to turn the Aiden O'Connor over a few times. And, you know, they relied really on the defense to get the win, especially at the end with the Jalen Ramsey's, like, crazy interception, you know, to kind of seal the deal there. But, yeah, I think Vic Fangio, I think this is the defense. I think everybody would talk about the Dolphins that everybody expected when Vic Fangio came aboard uh, in the offseason. I definitely, it, kind of, it took a little while, but now I think it's finally coming to fruition. And, you know, you're seeing, I think, Bradley Chubb's playing really well. Um, really didn't have you know, the trade last year. He really didn't have the impact. I think some people expected, you know, him and Phillips have just been a really good tag team. And, uh you know, you look at you look at this kind of the state of the Jets offensive line right now. Makai Beckton might not play. Dwayne Brown's probably, you know, not going to be available the way it looks right now. So they're going to be down to their, you know, they're going to have their eight different offensive line lineup in 11 games, which is crazy to say. Like they've just gone, they've just been put through the ringer, you know, offensive line wise this year. Yeah, we, we've had we've had a little bit of some issues on the offensive line that. as well as far as uh, health. Not like that, though. Not yeah, like I that. Just, I just, I just think, I just, I just think the talent deficiency is is, is, is not even close. So you're not wrong. I mean, I think, like I said, if they're going to win this, the Jets are going to win this game. It's going to have to be, you know, the defense is going to have to get some turnovers, and you know, going to have to start in the short field. Otherwise, I think it could be a potentially a long day. And then we also saw, we also saw kind of what they look, might look like when the Jets don't score points. Because I don't get Buffalo where. Defense kind of kept him in it for a little bit, and then the Bills just kind of unleashed and then kind of went wild. And that's the that's the effect of not being able to stay on the field. Your defense gets tired, and you know eventually it's just gonna you know break, and offense is gonna eventually get points on the board. I, I want to know what's going on with your offense because this this guy Hackett, he was the guy with for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why you guys chose Dalvin Cook over Michael Carter when Michael Carter was kind of promising. His first year. I don't know what I don't. I'm I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know what happened. But you shot it away from Beast Hall for Dalvin Cook. Then you went back to, to Beast Hall. He was balling, and then you got rid of Michael Carter. And I think if like if you don't trust your quarterback, hand the ball off. Like why not keep all three running backs and keep pounding the ball and giving you some chance to win the game. Well, I think they what their perspective was like they wanted to get Izzy Abanikanda more carries, and the reason and it doesn't you know. Michael Carton Water was Carter wasn't already happy with his role to begin with, especially when you go sign Dalvin Cook. So then he becomes the third string, and then now you're asking him to be the fourth string running back. And you know, I think at that point you just I thought he, I thought they should have traded him in the offseason, to be honest with you, because you know you knew you were going to get you know you signed Dalvin Cook, you could have traded him you know right before the season started and could have got something for him as opposed to maybe even with a, like a six round pick or lineman. 
Yeah, so no, I don't know if you would have got something a uh, substantial lineman in return, but you could have got something for him. But you just end up having to release him for nothing. But I understand that. But you know, the play calling has definitely been a question mark. You know, to say the least. Then you know, the thing of Hackett is going from coach like coaching on the sidelines to now in the booth with him and Todd Downing next to one another. But you know, I think that's probably the source of their issues more than anything. I think the offensive line, you know, having the injuries that they had and also the play calling or lack of creativity because I think, you know, you can tell when they're going to run the ball. And I think it's really been affected. You know, Brees Hall, I mean, he's great. He's tremendous. But if teams know he's running the ball, they, they're literally putting eight or nine in the box every time he comes up. And I think that's kind of why you see him not having the, the type of numbers that he's accustomed to recently. Well, Antoine, let me ask you this. Do you think this is one of the games where they kind of throw the kitchen sink at the Dolphins, trick plays, come out with a whole bunch of, you know, animated plays that try to give you guys a, a puncher's chance? Or do they play very conservative, just see if the Dolphins can make more of a mistake kind of game? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of a um, mystery because we don't know. Tim Boyd had really started, like, this would be his fourth career start you know, in the league. He started three games in 2021 when he was a member of the Lions. Didn't particularly do very well, but, you know, he did have experience starting. Uh, I definitely think you might see – I mean, I think they tried to do some different things last week. I, I think they had Dalvin Cook and also Brees Hall in the backfield at the same time. That was a little different. Also using, uh, you know, Xavier Gibson, uh, Jason Brownlee, too, as well as receivers. They're getting a little bit more of the youth movement there with the Jets, but, you know – Ultimately, you know, you got to line up and play. And if these guys aren't making plays, then you're still going to have some struggles there. And I definitely think we kind of saw that last week. You can go to the youth movement. You can, you know, go away from Alan Lazar and, you know, put Jeremy Ruckert in there for CJ. Uh, and then um, put him in there. But ultimately, it's going to come down to can these guys make plays? And ultimately, so far, they have not. Yeah, hey, Anton, Anton, I appreciate you uh, giving us your time, man. Um, I actually uh, was a big fan of yours while you were uh, on the Dolphins beat, man. Hated to see you go to the stinking Jets. Well, I, was, hey, I went to the Panthers uh, before that, too. But, yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, man, so you just been jumping through uh, rebuild through rebuild, huh? Yeah, I, 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 I'm an expert on bad football, so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you were doing bad times, too, man. I remember yeah. you went from Ryan Tannehill to, to what, to whatever the club, the show you had in the to now uh, Zach, right? Uh, With the Carolina, um, that was Cam Newton that got hurt in, was it 20? You and had then, Sam Darnold over yeah, there. Yeah, and then Sam Darnold was in there, Teddy Bridgewater. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, being an expert on, on bad football, uh, the narrative that the Miami Dolphins are an expert at beating bad football teams. Um, are you buying into that narrative uh, of the Dolphins and, and their 7-3 and three record being fraudulent? Uh, or what's your overall thoughts on the team? Hey, real quick, but the Cowboys haven't beat a winning team this year either. So this, I just want to throw that this in. Is, this is so played out because I think – um, you play who you, this is college football. I mean, you play, you know, the schedule, you know, is what it is. I mean, I think the Dolphins, I mean, the schedule was going to be a little bit more challenging, I think, when the season started, but things happen. It's not the Dolphins' fault. Well, and then, and also to, um, to, to this point, too, there are a lot of teams that don't take care of business against teams that have losing records. The Dolphins have for the most part. So, I mean, I don't fault them for, you know, beating up on teams that are less than them. And also, 
look at the Broncos. I mean, you can say whatever you want to about the Broncos at the time, but, you know, the Broncos have the longest winning streak in the league right now. So, and then look at the Raiders. The Raiders are a team that, you know, didn't look particularly good, made the coaching change to Antonio Pierce, and all of a sudden now they look like a whole completely different team. So, I mean, you just got to take care of business. You can, All you got to do is control what you can control. The Dolphins have some tough games coming off this season, late on this season. You know, they play Baltimore too as well, Buffalo later on, who I think I think the Bills are going to end up making the playoffs, not win the division, but I do think they're going to make the playoffs. So as long as the Dolphins continue to take care of business, I think they're going to be fine, and I think they're one of the top three teams in the AFC right now. Overall, like, like I don't think too much of the fan base is, is buying into the narrative, but I think it's more so we hate hearing it. And it's it's somewhat of a reality being that we haven't been able to beat some of these top-tier teams that we would have liked to beat. Um, but I think we'll have some opportunities to do so. And um, going into this week, though, I don't want them to overlook a team like the Jets because – like they really don't have anything to lose, and I think a lot of these guys are out there just playing for themselves and their and their NFL futures. Yeah, and so. and it's a rivalry game too. Like you never can discount like teams inside your division as well. So, um, I mean, the Jets, like I said again, the Jets beat the Eagles. I mean, only one team that's been able to do that. You can say whatever you want to about the Jets, but they did put a good game plan together, and they did it without Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, by the way which I think is like crazy that they were able to pull that off. But the fact of the matter is divisional games could crazy. They can go either way, especially on the road. So, I mean, I know the Dolphins are now 10-point favorites in this game, I mean, game on the road, which is crazy. But, yeah, it, it's weird. It's gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if it would be a closer game than that. I do expect Miami to win, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets kept it a little bit closer, especially considering how good their defense is. I think it's going to be a one-score game. If it, if it it may be at the end, it might get a late touchdown if that. But I I think it's gonna be once it, it might might be even be a field goal. Like that Jets defense is, I don't know and I don't care. But those boys play. I don't like the Jets at all. But that defense it shows up. It shows up. And if, if it's one thing Salah would do, is coaches coaches butt off on defense. And that defense has nobody had a good game against the Jets. Like you can't like, like no no offense walked around and say yo we had a good game now nah. except he last won. week that was probably the only game yes. last week yeah I have on my fantasy team I was shocked if that's the only time they hit, they let me down yeah I was just gonna say yeah I think like I said I think just because the lack of offense that they had I just got tired I mean eventually, eventually that was gonna happen I mean you can only keep going out there and you know three it was literally three and out three and out they were old they old for eleven on third down conversions last week. That's the Jets statistically right now are on pace to have the lowest third down conversion rate in NFL history, like period. Like wow. they're 22% right now that nobody's had a lower number ever in the history of the league. And we're talking over a hundred years plus years in the league. Yeah. It's it's not surprising that Salah decided to go with Boyle, although he has limited experience, but when you're getting those kind of results from your starting quarterback, you got to make a change. Yeah, you do. I mean, and then your season's on the line, basically. I mean, I, I don't I don't think anybody believes it's up to players in that locker room believe they have a shot to make the playoffs, but they are still technically alive. So you have to be able to, you know, while you're still alive, to be able to go out there and see if, if what's, what you can do out there on the field. So, yeah, I definitely think uh, making the move. I mean, I thought it was the move that should have been made probably a few weeks ago before this three-game losing streak. But now your back is against the wall. You're four, six. You lose this. 
I mean, it's basically a wrap because I think you're going to have to win. I think you're going to have to at least win nine games to at least get into the playoffs in the AFC, if not more. Speaking specifically on that, I, I just, you know, I, do you go into the locker room as far as like getting a. Yeah, we're there every day. Great. I, this is day. Pivots. It pivots perfectly into my question. How is the, I, you know, for lack of a better word, how is the mood in the locker room? Do you feel like these guys are are going to want to or are playing for Salah? Because I feel like his, his he, he, I think he's on the hot seat. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It depends on, like, I, I think it depends on how the rest of the year goes. I think if they win seven games or so, then I think, you know, you can make the argument. Like, they, they can go in and say, well, we didn't have Aaron. So, you know, we have Aaron. You can possibly, you know, we would have made the playoffs in that sense, especially how good our defense is. So I think he comes back. But if they completely bottom out, I mean, all bets are off. But I, I think that I, I think the vibe, it's, that's your question about the vibe. I mean, it's still optimistic. I think the defense, the, the offensive players are, they don't have an answer for why things aren't working the way that they are. Like we asked them after the game, I was in Buffalo after the game against the Jets. And then we were like, why is the offense continue to struggle? They really didn't have much, a whole lot of answers. So when teams don't necessarily have a lot of answers is, you know, week 11 at this point, that's not necessarily a really good thing. But, you know, the defense defensive players are like, we're just focusing on what we can control and what we can control is go out there, put a good effort on the field. And they were not happy with the effort that they ended up putting up against Buffalo, no matter, you know, what the, happened on offense. Well, let, let me ask you this question, Antoine. You, you, you mentioned why the Jets are alive. With this game on Friday and the ramifications, is there a quote-unquote kill shot is is there a situation which this could you know this game could really get out of hand on on prime time and it just be looked as a a, a bad life for the overall coaching staff and what's happening is is, is that a likelihood i mean it's possible yeah i mean we saw i saw it last week so yeah i mean you got things kind of got out of hand against buffalo i mean by the third quarter you're like yeah this game is over so yeah i think for the Jets, like if, if Miami gets up like fourteen nothing, then you, know, you kind of feel like yeah, it's it's not good. And then we also saw it against the Chargers. I mean, the Char- they Chargers beat the Jets twenty seven to six, but when they went up fourteen nothing, it was kind of like yeah, uh, wow. it, 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 that might be it right there because they, they're struggling to score points. So for a team that's struggling to score points, if they get up, they get down by two touchdowns, that, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, so if you're the Jets, you got to go out there. They got to. They got to score initially and try to like you know stay in this game with Miami because otherwise like especially with all the speed that the Dolphins have I mean they could make this a laugher pretty quickly that's what I seen I seen a Tim Boyle low light when he was just throwing he was, <laughs> I, I was throwing interceptions he was just throwing interceptions I was just like man they made him look so bad I'm like man I just I don't know much about this guy but yeah, he went to UConn. I mean, he really didn't have a, you know, statistically a great career in college. If you look at the stats, Dolphin fans have been very quick to point that out, uh, no matter what <laughs> you think about that. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, you know, the stats, you know, he hasn't played particularly well when he has played. So, I mean, it's, I think, I think the Jets have bigger issues than the quarterback position. Ultimately, I think, you know, that offensive line is going to be, uh, yeah, it's going it, to, like I say, you're literally like to your third string center, tackle at this point. And then your second string center, like it is, you're playing with three or four backups. Like that's how bad it is right now with the Jets' defense, offensive line. And now you're going up against the Dolphins team, I think is not ninth in the league in sacks right now. So, yeah, it's not, it's, it spells a potential disaster. And that was the thing about going into the game against Buffalo. Buffalo came into the game, you know, they were second in the league in sacks. And, you know, they just pinned their ears back and got after it like the entire game. And I expect the Dolphins to try to do the same thing. Uh, Antoine, since we're on the on the uh, topic of quarterbacks, talking about, you know, the Jets quarterback, let's pivot over to our side. What, what's your opinion uh, on, on Tua, maybe so much on his career, but more so on the year that he's having this year? I mean, I think he could be the MVP. I mean, I think he's playing that particularly well. I mean, playing that well, I think, um, I mean, a lot of people would say Tyreek Hill deserves to be in that conversation. I think he does too, but it's always hard for a wide receiver to win that, win that award. I mean, even if he goes over 2,000 yards, I think he'll get some votes. But, you know, what Tua has done, especially considering all the turmoil and, the, you know, the scrutiny and everything he's faced, you know, you know, coming off the concussions and, you know, people talking down on him. And, you know, he's been great. Like, whenever he's been in there, like, that was never a question. Like, I think he's been tremendous. It's just about can he stay healthy? And I think the uh, Dolphins offensive line has done a much better job protecting him this year. I think he's done a better job protecting himself at times this year. And I think you're kind of seeing that on the field. I mean, he's been, you know, tremendous. So if I had a vote right now for the MVP, you know, I, I think I might swing it his way, depending on if, assuming that the Dolphins continue to take care of business and win the AFC East. We're gonna clap. <laughs> and you know, and you know why? You know what? Is it non-biased opinion? Because he's he's been mantle, he covers the Jets. This is a job for this is a profession for him. So you got a non-biased opinion. So I respect him, man. Look, I, I still keep up with everything that goes down in Miami. So I mean, I'm always watching the Dolphins. Like it maybe not be maybe not always on Sundays because I'm working, but you know, I watch the replays of the game, watch the Raiders game. So yeah, I mean, I always keep tabs. I got a Dolphins football in my house that the team gave me. You know, after I stopped covering the team, so you know I'm always you know. Yeah, and 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 I see that Marlon's hat you got on. Yeah, too. see, I, I was telling him like, yo, hold on, he got a Marlon hat on, right? <laughs> I, was like, I was trying to see him like, yo, hold on, does he have like an HBCU? The Don Trail, Billy, that's the Don Trail. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's the uh, 2097 uh, World Series hat I got on. Dope. Yo, what is it? I love you, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually had, I actually had this on in the locker room today. That's probably not the best idea, but I did. Oh, wow. Man. Hey, respect, man. That's dope. You, hey, man, that's dope. That's dope. Man, it, at least it, went, it, it was for the Marlins. Not like, it wasn't that Miami, but, you know, it is. But they know, I mean, I mean, you know what? These kids, they, they got some youngsters, so I wouldn't even know the difference. They're like, oh, it's Miami Marlins now. So nah, he's wearing, yeah, he's wearing a throwback. Yeah, he's wearing a throwback. Exactly. What it wasn't the, the wasn't it wasn't the new Marlins hat. Then it might have, you know, so I might have something. I don't believe that Jets have a chance in hell of beating the Dolphins. They've never beaten <laughs> Like, honestly, like, I, I would love to ask you, though, if if there was a way in which the, the New York Jets do win this football, what what do they need to do in order to make that happen? And um, what do you think the Miami Dolphins need to do on the flip side in order to have success um, out there on Friday night? Well, I, I'll say I'll start with the Dolphins. First, first is just 
you know, key it on the run and Brees Hall. If you can slow him down, you force the Jets to be in third and long situations, and then now they're throwing. And then bad things tend to happen when that happens. Like I just told you they were 0-11 on third down conversions. Yeah, sure, Tim Boyle is in there. He might do a better job, but, you know, you want him throwing the ball on those second and third down situations. So that's why you key in on the run. I think that's kind of why you're seeing Brees Hall's numbers rushing yards decrease. So he is the S factor in all this. So if he gets going for the Jets, then they, they have a puncher's chance, like, in this game. I mean, honestly, Garrett Wilson, a lot of teams have been keying in on Garrett Wilson. The Jets have – I mean, the Dolphins have two really good corners, obviously, in Howard and, you know, Jalen Ramsey. So I, I think they're going to shadow him most of the day. It's going to be hard for him to, you know, get anything going. So if you're the Jets, too, you need another wide receiver that can get something going or a tight end. You know, maybe Tyler Conklin, maybe Brees Hall out the backfield, you know, get some get some screen games going, Dalvin Cook potentially. But, yeah, I think that's their course of action offensively, defensively, you know, for the Jets. I mean, they got to get after Tua. Like, they have some pass rushers too as well. Jermaine Johnson's had a rich, much better year than he did as a rookie. Uh, Brees Huff – I mean, Bryce Huff, excuse me, uh, I think is somebody that's very underrated. A lot of people don't know about, but, you know, he's not a starter, but he's a situational pass rusher that, you know, creates a lot of havoc at the end of backfield. And obviously, you know, teams a lot. Teams are also keyed in on Quentin Williams. His sacks numbers aren't very high, but his pressure rate is just as high, if not higher – than what it was last year. But, you know, teams are finding a way to try to take him away, which is also opening up opportunities for other people too as well. So, yeah, I definitely think those are the keys there uh, for Miami. Got to be able to protect Tua if they can and also run the ball. The Jets have one of the worst rushing defenses in football. I think it's 31st or 32nd right now. So if you can, so if you run the ball on them, like not even throwing, but run the ball on them, I think the Bills decided to do that. That's why Josh Allen was running the ball a little bit more last week because the Jets' rush defense is not very good. You know, that's their Achilles heel. And, you know, I definitely think the, that's what the Dolphins need to do. You know, not forget about throwing the ball all over the place to Tyreek Hill at first, run the ball. And then I think that's going to open up opportunities for Waddle, Hill, and the rest of that offense. Before we get to French, I, I have an actual, uh, a pretty interesting question. Okay. I see here on your on your uh, I guess your profile, your your Twitter profile or X, whatever you want to call it now, it yeah. says for, forever a wing connoisseur. Yeah. So, what would you say is the best wings that you've ever had? <laughs> uh, I mean, I like I was just in Buffalo, like I went to this place, Bar Bill, that has like Cajun honey butter, uh, bar, Cajun honey butter barbecue wings. And like they're insane. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Wait, wait, can you can you say it again? Cajun, Cajun honey barbecue. Cajun honey butter barbecue wings. Oh they're, they're Josh Allen's favorite wings. You had me at Cajun. Yeah, it, they're insane. Like they are just like I took I took the whole dolphin like Jets beat there um, last year, and that that's all they were talking about. So we went again this <laughs> when we went to Buffalo <laughs> too. Yeah, Barbell is crazy, crazy good down there in South Florida. Um, I like this, like Ricky's. Ricky's is uh, really good. Uh, shenanigans. Uh, I know Bruce Room used to be really good. I'm not. I love. I love Flanagan's, but not necessarily for the wings. Right. Like, I love. I love their food and just in general. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, those are the like my top wing spots, especially down there. But Ricky Ricky's was my like go to down there in Hollywood. But I was gonna say, where is that? So yeah, I'm, Hollywood. I'm in Dade, yeah. so in Hollywood. Okay, okay. Are you at you in Dade? Okay, I'm in Dade. Yeah, I mean, you got a couple of us are in Dade, but you got somebody from California, 
Another one of us is, is in Texas. Yeah, I live. Yeah, we're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I lived in Fort Lauderdale because you know the Dolphins were, you know, that, they were practicing in Davy back then. So I mean, it's a little bit easier just living in Fort Lauderdale plantation uh, specifically where I was at. Oh wow! Uh, and they got some folk who fire food spots in Fort Lauderdale, especially in plantation. Oh know. yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Low key fire, fire. A lot of, a lot, a lot of good food that nobody knows about. Oh yeah, I mean Miami. I mean Miami. You can't go wrong with the food there either. Although, I mean, you know, I love my Cuban food. So hey, yeah. <laughs> here we go. I will be hitting up like the uh, the spots down there because I'm, I'm coming down that Thursday day, the Thursday before the game, and then you know I'll be covering the game down there. You gotta get it. You gotta go to on 57th and 8th Street. It's a place called Latin American Cafe. You gotta get the. I've heard of it, but I've never been there. On that, they boil you. Okay. Okay, yeah, I got it. I got to hit it up. <laughs> you already, you already see the face, so yo, and the invincible. Like you, you, you can't, you can't beat it. Oh, uh, you get, you get pizza too. But yo, listen to me, chicharrones and pollo there, bro. Yeah, I'm down for food recommendations, man. Like that, just hit me up, man. Like I'm a bit foodie, so. <laughs> Yeah, we'll yeah man, that's that to me. That's probably the best spot. And then Las Ola, la, la, la Palma for like for the coffee. Oh, oh man, listen, I got oh. some stories about La Palma. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I, I've been there. <laughs> I have been there. I, I used to, I used to hit that place like coming back from fishing in the Keys, and like at three or four in the morning. And man, the, the shakes that they have there. Yeah, it's live. It's always mm-hmm. live in there. Like, Never man. fails, man. If, no, and if I'm... you, if, if, listen, man, this is a kid show, man. Time up. This is a kid show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't want to necessarily get into what was happening there, but oh yeah, no, yeah, no, uh, that's it. Nah, well, wild. like I think, it's I think wild. Wally, Wally, Wally hit, Wally hit. I gotta stop. So yeah, it's wild. Uh, <laughs> well, go ahead, friend. Well. Well, well, Antoine. While we're talking about barbecue chicken, I, I think we're gonna pivot to score predictions. Um, can you give me your score prediction of the game on on Black Friday? I'm gonna go with uh, thirty to thirteen Jets. I mean, not Jets, but Dolphins. <laughs> Whoa, Jets <laughs> Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins win. Yeah, thirty to thirteen. Okay. Wow. All right. We can respect that. I mean, I, th- I think it'll be. I personally think it's going to be a little closer than that, but okay, I can see that. I can definitely. Hey, see man, it. But listen, the, the the rushing defense. I'm gonna start mustard not my fantasy team. I was going bench him, but I'm no, I, I really didn't even notice that. I I did notice that Buffalo was running the ball a lot, but uh, I, the other day, but I had I no came, idea. I, I came into that game like I was like they're gonna run the ball more. Like they're gonna Josh Allen. They, Josh Allen hadn't been running the ball a lot this year. No, he wasn't. I was yeah. like when Joe Brady took over, I was like, watch they run the ball. Like they're gonna make an emphasis on running Josh a little bit more, and then make and run uh, James Cook, and that's exactly what they did. So I I expect uh, Mike McDaniel to kind of do something similar as well. Not necessarily with Tua, obviously, but nah, you know yeah. Moster and you know HN if he plays. But yeah, I definitely think they're gonna make an emphasis on running if he plays. Whew, like you're, you're like trying to get him. Yeah, no, he's he's something he's something else, man. That's a special. Yeah, I love them coming out of the draft. I mean, I, I told I was talking to Dolphin fans. They were like, "Who is this guy?" I was like, "Man, hey, he's he's small, but he's like electric. Like he he's good. Like only reason he fell away he did was because his, his stature. Like otherwise, I thought he would have been like a low first round, maybe a second round pick. Like he's really that good. No, he really yeah. is. He definitely is a future. That guy, man. We were do, we were scouting and Chad Chad. Did the- yeah, he tore, he tore up the Hurricanes, man. He was on my radar from there when I was playing Texas A&M, and he was just – I was like, yo, God, just – He couldn't tackle him. Just gone. 
just gone. Yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah, you're tearing up the hurricane. Just like Ken Walker um, at Michigan State the year before. Like, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm like, dude, like, these, these guys, quarterbacks be tearing up the hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. It's like the little Carolina running back. Jonathan Taylor was doing it at Wisconsin, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that's a, about those running backs. They just go, they just look make a miss like a mission against the hurricane's defense. That's a sore subject, man. Michael Carter, that same game. We can, we can start talking about the hurricanes. It'll be a whole show. Oh, we'll be here all night. Yeah. Oh, no, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. we'll be here all night. <laughs> hey, listen, Antoine, I appreciate your time, man. Hey, y'all know how to find me. Uh, yeah, just let me know if y'all want me to come back on. I mean, they play each other in three more weeks, so. Yeah, I'll be hitting you up, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm going to hit you up on the Twitter. Give me some food suggestions, man, when you're down here, man. I got you. Yeah, please, please do, man. All right, man. Y'all take it easy. Y'all be good. Thank you, too. Thanks, man. All right, my man.